0: Parshat Amor outlines the mitzvah of counting the Omer in the context of our annual holidays. And uh, in Peret Chaf Gimel, Pasuk Tetvav, in uh, Vayikra, it says, And you will count for yourselves on the day after the Shabbat, which refers to the first day of Pesach, from the day that you bring the Omer wave offering, seven complete weeks. And it continues, Until the day after the seventh week, you will count 50 days, and then you'll bring a new mincha, a new meal offering uh, to Hashem. So as we see from this setup, the Torah outlines the requirement to count both days and weeks. And the Gemara discusses whether this procedure changes after the destruction of the Temple. So this is a Gemara, Minachot. Samaq vav aleph, and it says Gufa Amar Mitzvah Yome U mitzvah Mimne Shvue. So the Gemara analyzes this mitzvah, and Abaye says that it's a mitzvah to count both days and a mitzvah to count weeks. And the Rabbanon devei Rav Ashi and the rabbis in the academy of Rav Ashi counted both days and weeks following this uh, formulation. Amemar manu Yomi v'lo manu Shvue. Amar Zeichel le so Amemar counted days and did not count weeks. And he said it's a commemoration to the Mikdash. So again, that f- final step, Zechel and Mikdash, there's a discussion among the Rishonim about whether that statement goes on the entire discussion, but we're going to follow the uh, opinion that says it's going on uh, Maymar specifically. So the Gemara confirms that we're commanded to count both days and weeks. The rabbis in the academy of Ashi followed this standard formulation. Amemar, however, counted only days following the destruction of the temple, and no longer counted weeks. So Rashi fills in some of the information to try to understand this, and he says, "Amar omer ba'ama hu biyome So Amemar held that from the fact that nowadays there's not a He says not an obligation, he means a full-fledged obligation since we no longer have the Omer offering to bring the mikdash. Rather, it becomes a commemoration of the temple in general. That's mikdash, zeichel mikdash ba'alma. Therefore, counting the days is sufficient. So according to Rashi, since the nature of the mitzvah changed after the destruction of the Mikdash, we alter the method of counting apparently to differentiate it from the observance as it was previously practiced. But this needs some additional explanation. What is the idea behind this modification? Why tinker with the formula outlined in the Torah? So Rav Soloveitchik explained that there are two distinct modes of commemorating the Behemoth Dash one is exemplified by certain mourning practices adopted by the Jewish people after the destruction and a list of examples are given in the Talmud Bavli Baba Batra Samach Amad bet and it reads as follows Ose Isha shiteha, u davar muat. a woman makes all her uh, adornments but she leaves off some something small mai what is that what's an example amarav botsida so he says an example is leaving a certain uh, patch of hair on the temple, which might normally be uh, removed. Shnei as it says, we have this famous pasuk, im eshkachich, Yerushalayim, tishkachimini, titbak Lishoni Alechiki uh, etc. So if I forget you, Yerushalayim, let my right hand uh, no longer uh, kind of function the right way, let my tongue uh, be stuck to the roof of my mouth. So the Gemar continues, my Al Rosh Simchati. So what is on the head of my uh my joy? Amar, uh, Rav Yitzhak, ze efer maklesh chatanim. So this is the ashes that we may be familiar with that they put on the groom's forehead at a at a Jewish wedding. So Amar Le Rav Papala Abaye, Hecha Manachla, where uh, so Rav Papa said to Abay, where is it placed exactly? Bim kom tifilin, you're in the place of the Tefilin Shneamar sum. So to set up for the mourners of Zion to give them an adornment in, uh, in a place of ashes. So they're darching the Pro in, in a certain way that hints at this custom. And then the final words that Yeshua adds are. So anybody that mourns over Jerusalem, will merit and see in its joy, Shneamar, as it says, Simpchuit Yerushalayim, etc. So rejoice with Yerushalayim. So that's one mode of mourning. And um, it's through these acts of mourning that we engage in a commemoration of the Mikdash. But there's another mode of commemoration that's exemplified in the practice of taking the Lulav all seven days of the holiday. And it's based on a Gemara and Sukkah, Mem Aleph, Ahmed Aleph, and it reads as follows: Mikdash Shiva Uva Medina Yom Echad. So originally the lulav was taken in the Mikdash for all seven days, and it was taken in the rest of the country only one day. But when the Beheimikdash was destroyed, Medina Shiva Zecher but once the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, Rabbi Yochanan ben made a takana, he made a decree, that the lulav was taken in the rest of the country all seven days as a zeicher, as a remembrance of the Mikdash. And the Gemara analyzes this, and it says, minan avdinan zeicher Mikdash. How do we know that there's an idea of making these commemorations of the Mikdash? Am rabbi Yochanan, it seems to be this type of commemoration, perhaps. Am rabbi Yochanan Amar kra, rabbi Yochanan defended it with this verse, ki so this translates to, "I will restore your health and and uh, heal you from your wounds." So says Hashem, for you were called an outcast. That is Zion, and there's no one that seeks her. Doresh ein la drisha. So since the Pasuk says that no one seeks her, that indicates to us that this requires seeking. And that's what Rabbi Yochanan was uh, responding to. So the Rav explains these two modes of commemoration. One mode expressed by the verse of "Im If I forget you, O Yushalayim, reminds us of the incredible loss we experienced as a result of the destruction of the temple. Even at times of great joy, such as a wedding, we do not get carried away in our celebration without acknowledging this loss and our hope for rebuilding the future. According to a Maymar, we modify the method of counting the Omer to remind us of our current state of affairs and our corresponding hope for a better future. A second mode of commemoration reminds us of the glory of the Beit HaMikdash. In this mode of commemoration, we extend the observance outside of its normal boundaries. The Rav referred to this as Kiddushah imperialism. This is based on the verse, for I will restore health onto you and I will heal your wounds, right? And it goes and continues that, doresh uh, ein la, right? That there's no one that seeks out Zion. In this mode, we seek Zion through our observance to remediate this uh, loss. So perhaps this explains the debate in our original Gemara between the rabbis and the Academy of Rashi and Amemar. Their debate centered around whether in a post-Mikdash world, we adopt a modified method of counting to remind us of the destruction, that's a Maymar's opinion that we only count uh, days, but not weeks, or it's a full-fledged counting modeled after Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai's bold concept of Kedusha imperialism, that even with the destruction of the temple, we still seek out Zion, we still see, seek out a connection and a uh, rendezvous with God through the four amar of Halakha, through observing his mitzvot. So there's many complicated elements of how we actually hold. Nowadays, we count both days and weeks. According to the Rambam, it's a different formulation. It's really uh, a full day of right to mitzvah even nowadays. The Shulchan Aruch tells us how we uh, hold, of course, but the ideas I think are present. And there's a discussion in the Baal Amor as well as why we don't make a bracha of Yanu on the Sfirat HaOmer. Our mitzvah is reflective of these two ideas. One, we're reminded of the loss without having the behemic dash. And at the same time, we want to seek out Zion through our observance and look for that opportunity to rendezvous with God.